On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks defeat the Florida Panthers 4-2 at the United Center to extend their winning streak to four games. I'll go over a full recap of the victory, plus an injury update on forward Tyler Johnson. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, October 26th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to, if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. Go and follow the show right now and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode from here on out throughout the rest of the regular season, every episode will have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so already, folks, please go and help me out by subscribing to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I'm really trying to grow the channel. We're closing in on the 500 subscriber mark. Really proud of that. Let's keep trying to keep these numbers growing. Also, go and smash the like button on this video down below and comment as to whether or not you think the expectations for the Chicago Blackhawks have changed following their 4 2 0 start. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can know exactly when the episode is posted to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Your one stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. To kick things off this morning, folks, let's get right into it. Four wins in a row now for the Chicago Blackhawks after a pretty sizable upset last night over the Florida Panthers, winning four to two at the United Center. And look, I know it's early on in the season still, uh, but I think any way you have to look at this, beating a team like the Florida Panthers, who were 4-1-1 coming into tonight, I mentioned this on my uh, Locked On Now quick little post game, a team with expectations around them to be in contention for the Stanley Cup this year. They certainly made moves in the offseason with that to be their goal in mind, a really deep roster. I, I know six games in, seven games in for Florida, you, you don't want to say exactly something is an upset, but I don't think you could call this anything but that. It it just has to be a notable victory for Luke Richardson in this new era of the Chicago Blackhawks. And they've now won all three games at home to open up the season, which is awesome. I know the attendance at the United Center hasn't been great, which, you know, isn't the most surprising thing ever considering uh everything that's been, you know, kind of surrounding this team for the past few months and those type of tanking expectations uh it's nice to see the Blackhawks rewarding the fans that are you know have been on hand at the UC and I'll actually be there 
on Thursday to watch the Blackhawks take on Connor McJesus in the Edmonton Oilers, my first game of the season. But yeah, has to be, I think, looked at as a sizable win for Luke Richardson and the Blackhawks. Again, all three wins. Uh, they, they've won all three games at home so far, four games in a row now. Uh, and, and honestly, last night, the, the stats and analytics might not show it. And, you know, looking at the numbers from Natural Stat Trick, I personally didn't agree with them last night. The numbers didn't show it, but I thought this was the Blackhawks. Probably uh, their their best effort, full 60-minute effort during this uh, current winning streak. All things considered, you know, putting into mind the, what the Panthers are and how good of a team they have and the expectations surrounding them. I think this was the Blackhawks' best effort of the season. And one thing I, I talked about specifically in my crossover with Armando Velez from Lockdown Panthers, one of my keys to victory for the Blackhawks was getting off to a good start because through their opening five games, they had failed to score uh, the first goal in all five. They erased multi-goal deficits in each of their first three wins of the season. Uh, in order to have a chance against a team like the Panthers, I really felt like the Blackhawks would have to get off to uh, a really good start and take advantage of being on home ice and not fall behind by multiple goals this time because this is a Florida Panthers team you don't want to do that against. Uh, and the Blackhawks getting off to a good start, that's exactly what they did last night. It, it was actually kind of a little bit of a a weird first period. There weren't many whistles or stoppages or anything. And there was a ton of kind of like high pace back and forth action. I don't know if I want to call it back and forth action though, because it's not like it was a track meet or anything. The pace was there. There just weren't a ton of scoring chances. Uh, And I thought the Blackhawks in that first period did a really good job of staying structured, even though there, there weren't any breaks between whistles. There was like a five, six, seven minute stretch between pauses and the Blackhawks did a good job of, you know, rolling out forward lines and defensive pairings, keeping it consistent and really staying structured and not giving the Florida Panthers everything, anything easy, I should say. I really thought that was key for the Blackhawks right out of the gate. So good start by the Blackhawks. I think that's going to go a long way for this team, not just, you know, when they're facing off against some more elite talent, but just throughout the entirety of the regular season, getting off to a good start. Is something the team didn't do enough last year and haven't done well enough for the past few seasons. So it was nice to see them kind of change that uh, strategy of not falling behind by multiple goals last night against Florida. And then on their first power play chance of the night, we saw Taylor Radish open up the scoring, blasting a slap shot past the glove of Sergei Bobrovsky for his second goal of the season. And the power play continues to be firing just like everyone expected, right? Blackhawks fans after going one for 27 in six preseason games with the man advantage, Blackhawks are near the top of the NHL right now on the power play. They now have PPGs in back-to-back games. And for those who tuned into that crossover with Armando Velez, you'll know that special teams was also another key for mine heading into this contest. I thought they needed to be the better team in this department to have a chance. And boy, were they ever. As I already mentioned, they get a power play goal for the second consecutive game. But the penalty kill really deserves all the credit for last night's win. They went six for six, including a 10-minute stretch in the second period. Four penalties killed in a row. Technically five because uh, Jake McCabe's was a double minor. Half of the second period, the Blackhawks spent shorthanded, but they killed all of them off and really didn't give the Panthers 
that many prime scoring opportunities. And don't look now, Blackhawks fans, but the PK is 20 for their last 21 since the Vegas game. And they've also outscored opposing power plays 4-1 to one during that stretch. So uh, some great work by the Blackhawks, PK. Once again last night, they continue to forecheck so hard, be aggressive on the, on the players, uh, not giving them anything easy. Again, that's kind of been a staple under Luke Richardson. This aggressive PK has really responded well since a little bit of a tough start to begin the year. Uh, out in Colorado. That will happen when you take on that defending Stanley Cup champion avalanche offense. That'll happen sometimes, but great work by the Blackhawks PK, especially in that second period. Kept the Hawks ahead three to nothing going into the third. As expected, the Panthers did start pushing hard. Uh, that's what good teams do when they have their backs against the wall. They rattled off a couple of goals in a hurry to make things interesting. Uh, Listerinen and Kachuk ended up cutting the Blackhawks lead to just one, but I thought the Hawks did a good job of finishing strong. They forced the Panthers to pull Bob Rowski with right around two minutes. Uh, didn't give them again, anything easy and, and some big plays I thought were made by, you know, guys like Jake McCabe and, uh, Seth Jones, Sam Lafferty too. Poor Sam Lafferty. I mean, I feel like the guy takes a high stick to the chops once every three games, uh, and Joe Brand who's actually going to be a guest here on Lockdown Blackhawks later on this evening. A little bit of a spoiler for all you listeners out there. Joe Brand had a funny tweet saying, Sam Lafferty doesn't have any teeth left to give. Yeah, I definitely agree. But, you know, Sam Lafferty's always putting his body on the line. Some big plays made by the Blackhawks late, and Jonathan Taves shows off his wheels to get the empty netter. His third goal of the season seals the deal. And how about them Chicago Blackhawks, folks? 4-2-0 now to open up the regular season after an impressive 4-2 victory over the Florida Panthers. Just remarkable stuff from this team. A lot of credit obviously goes to head coach Luke Richardson. Tip of the cap as well to Kyle Davidson. A lot of his moves are looking good thus far. And it's been quite a surprising but also fun and super joyful start to the campaign. And I'm 100% here for it. All right, there are my first couple of key takeaways from the Blackhawks 4-2 win over Florida last night. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into a few of my other shining stars as well as an injury update on forward Tyler Johnson. But first, I got to talk to you all about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs this season. BetOnline is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games here in 2022. You can find all the latest football developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. BetOnline is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. Again, it's both the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including the MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. And I'm a huge golf junkie. Some of you may not know this. I gamble on golf on a weekly basis. And I'm always making sure to check what the lines are at Bet Online because they usually have some of the juiciest odds in golf and they also give you some great bonuses throughout the week. So head on over to the website today or you can also use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action right now. Bet Online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, segment two, 
Getting into some of my other notable stars from last night's victory as I scramble to produce my own show in the middle of it. That's the, that's the, the difficulty in producing your own show, folks. I got to pull up ad reads. I got to get my uh, overlay back on here. Got to make sure I have all my notes in the right spot. It's a hard knock life. Anyways, y'all don't want to hear me complain. That's not what you came here for. Getting into segment two, like I said, my other shining stars from last night's win over the Florida Panthers. Uh, with the Blackhawks up one nothing late in the first period, we saw, of course, Taylor Radish score that first goal on a blistering slap shot, a heck of a shot from our boy Radish. Uh, but with the Hawks up one nothing late in the first, Patrick Kane gets a really big goal to double the lead. And, of course, it's also nice to finally see him get his first goal of the season. A great feed there from Andreas Athanasiou, doing what I think he needs to do more of, entering the zone with some speed, uh, forcing defenders to get on him because what he's able to do with the puck, and then made a nice play, great recognition from down low. My hair is atrocious right now, I apologize. Uh, recognizing the play from down low and finding the open Patrick Kane in the slot. I thought this was probably Andreas Athanasiou's best game of the early going thus far. Uh, it, it, that top line really has struggled to kind of get establish any chemistry or really get things going together at five on five. Last night, I thought there were some moments that were very indicative of the chemistry going. So good game by Andreas Athanasiou. He picked up the assist there, as I mentioned. Uh, Domi also picked up an assist, and that now extends his point streak to three games. So Mags Domi continues to be productive, even though a lot of it hasn't come at five on five. Uh, but Kane gets the goal, of course. Nice to see Patrick Kane shooting the puck, uh, pumping up the United Center crowd. He also added an assist on Taylor Radish's opening goal. That now gives him multi-point efforts in back-to-back -back games, which is great to see after uh, a bit of a slow start for number 88. He went on a little three-game point drought in the Blackhawks' first four. Then I got to give a goaltender, Alex Stalock, a lot of credit as well, because with Peter Morazic still out due to a groin injury, uh, Stalock is going to be leaned on here by Luke Richardson, and I thought he looked good once again last night. And he also, hiccups from my coffee, he also, you know, as Alex Stalock always seems to do, he never makes it boring, man. I mean, always skating around his net. Uh, good, good job at giving Blackhawks fans a little bit of heartache. He checked someone last night, like he skated, I don't know who it was, but he skated out of the net to go and play the puck, and then I think halfway out, he kind of realized he wasn't going to get there. There was a Florida Panther right in front of him, and he gave him a little cross check in the back, so uh, never a boring night when Alex Stalock is in that Blackhawks fans, and I was literally thinking in my head, I was wondering if this guy is just like, you know what, I, I just got to, I'm going to have as much fun as possible. Uh, I, probably not, I imagine, but after what he's gone through, um, that's just the style he plays and it's, it's worked out for the Blackhawks thus far. I thought Stalock looked, looked really good. Stopped 29 of 31 shots that he faced. He's now three Oh and at the United center to start the season. And, uh, I've been really impressed with him for a guy that was, you know, just supposed to be kind of a backup filler. And I remember when he first signed, people were like, Oh yeah, Alex Stalock, he's going to help the tank. Believe me. But I thought he's looked pretty good at, throughout all of his starts here in the regular season. And, I talked about him a lot in the preseason as well. I thought he looked sharp then. So kudos to Alex Daylock and the whole Blackhawks goaltender position. I know Peter Mrazek is out right now, but when he was healthy, he was providing the Blackhawks with some pretty good goaltending. So uh, hopefully Staylock can keep that up, and we're very likely to see him in net 
once again tomorrow when the Blackhawks take on Connor McDavid in the Edmonton Oilers. I also kind of mentioned this earlier. I thought Jake McCabe, uh, Seth Jones, Connor Murphy, I thought the Blackhawks defensemen did a really good job, a better job at least in comparison to some of the past few games uh, with helping their goaltender out in front of the net. Matthew Kachuk did still get a redirect goal, and I feel like the Blackhawks have given up kind of the same goal each and every game, like just shots from the point, guys in front, getting a piece from it, causing havoc. Um, They need to do a little bit better of a job cleaning up in front of the net. And I thought guys were pretty solid at this last night, and we even heard uh, Luke Richardson after the game praise Caleb Jones, who was probably the smallest defenseman out there for the Hawks last night, putting in work, trying to clear out the crease for Staylock and uh, make him be able to see the puck, make his life a whole lot easier. So, you know, it's nice to see even a small guy like Caleb Jones, who at this point in his career hasn't been known for the defensive side of things, uh, understanding Luke Richardson's message and, you know, trying to put in the work, trying to get better in those areas. Um, So a tip of the cap to the Blackhawks defense as a whole. Uh, Through the first 40 minutes, I thought they were pretty stellar and didn't give up, you know, even though natural Statrick said they did give up a, a decent amount of Scoring chances, I wouldn't qualify very many of those very many of those as legit dangerous opportunities. I thought the Blackhawks defense did a good job all in all, especially uh in those final few minutes late in the third to hang on to the lead. And then Philip Kershev, folks, what an incredible start this kid is off to. Winds up with the game-winning goal last night, his second of the season. He continues to just be buzzing around out there and making the most of his opportunity on this third line with Sam Lafferty and Jason Dickinson. This third line, they just keep doing everything for Luke Richardson and the Blackhawks. And Sam Lafferty could have had, he could have had a hat trick last night. I mean, he had two breakaway chances, an opportunity to pop one into the empty net with the yawning cage that he missed wide. Uh, He's really got to start working on some of these chances. And I don't know if they got to sit him down for an entire practice or two and just have him work on breakaways or one-on-one chances. But He gets so many of these looks due to his speed and his hustle and his energy and also his offensive awareness starting in the defensive zone. I feel like Sam Lafferty does a really good job of turning defense into offense, and he's had to have already had four or five, it feels like, breakaway chances so far this year. Man, this guy could be 20, 25 goal score, maybe even more if he could just finish these chances. So Sam definitely needs to keep working on that, but all in all, Another incredible night by Lafferty and Philip Kershev in that entire third line for the Chicago Blackhawks. And then I also wanted to provide a quick injury update on forward Tyler Johnson, who was unfortunately forced to exit the game last night after kind of a scary-looking incident. He was taken down low by Alexander Barkov and then uh, wasn't able to put any weight on his left leg, leaving the ice. We heard from Richardson after the game. And it didn't sound great. He said that Johnson's leg is not good tonight, but that they're hoping for better news tomorrow. And Johnson was also seen leaving the UC with his left foot in a walking boot. Oh, man, this poor guy. It would be such a tough blow for Tyler Johnson, especially considering the start that he's gotten off to on that second line with Jonathan Taves and Taylor Radish. That would be a a, a crushing blow, especially, you know, I already said especially after the start he's off to, but considering that he had to overcome a lot last year when he underwent the uh, ADR disc replacement surgery, the second player in NHL history to undergo that surgery after Jack Eichel, 
hopefully it's nothing serious. Best wishes, prayers, fingers crossed go out to Tyler Johnson right now. And uh, hopefully we get some better news here uh, when Luke Richardson next talks with the media. All right, coming up in just a minute, folks, I will get into whether or not the expectations for the rest of the regular season has now changed given the Blackhawks 4-2-0 start to the regular season. But first, I need to talk to you all about Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. And you don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. And at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And I know because I personally use Safe Simply Safe in my own home. And they always protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why I personally love it. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, along with HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. It's just the smartest way to detect any hazard, and it also will alert you only when a threat is real. They also have hazard sensors that can instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. You can also go and customize your own perfect system in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash NHL. You can also go and save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan you'll also get your first month for free. All you have to do is go and visit simplysafe.com slash NHL, lockdown NHL, excuse me, simplysafe.com slash lockdown NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, before I wrap up the show today, folks, for segment three, I wanted to get into the question of whether or not the expectations have now changed for the season after the Blackhawks upset the Florida Panthers and win their fourth consecutive game, move to 3-0-0 at home, and are surprising the entire NHL. Have the expectations changed? My short answer is no. And look, I'm stoked about this Blackhawks start, especially after beating a team like the Panthers last night the way they did. And it's abundantly clear that this team is you know, making strides and already look better than they did last year. And I, I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, I really wonder what this Blackhawks team or this Blackhawks roster last season could have done under Luke Richardson. And yeah, it really does make you wonder. It makes you question if Jeremy Carlton really was the problem. I saw someone suggest that Jeremy Carlton was the Mark Trustman of the Chicago Blackhawks. And from what we're seeing right now, yeah, it's definitely a fair point to bring up. But the, the one thing I will say, it's a long season and a lot can happen. This is something I referenced yesterday too. I mean, just think about it. Hockey is a crazy game considering, you know, injuries, trades, goaltenders can go hot and cold. You can get bad special teams play from time to time. Your penalty kill can go cold. Power play can go cold. Uh, There's just streaks. You might have to call guys up. You're sending some guys down. So much goes into a full 82 game season that I just don't think it would be wise to get ahead of ourselves after just six games. And we we saw something like this not too long ago. Remember the 2021 Chicago Blackhawks, the team that got off to a roaring start and was surprising everyone. A lot of it was due to some strong goaltending from then rookie Kevin Lankinen, who was in the Calder Trophy conversation around the all-star break. But then by the end of the year, 
the Blackhawks wind up missing out on the playoffs, trending in the wrong direction. Uh, and I remember some some people saying credit to Nolan Bianchi of Lockdown Red Wings when we were doing crossovers back then. Towards the end of the season, he said, look, the Blackhawks got off to a good start. They're still one of the worst teams in the entire NHL. The record may not be indicative of it for a full 82 games, but look at their second half. They're terrible. And that's just the way things can go in a hurry in hockey. Streaks happen. You lose your momentum. You gain some momentum sometimes. There's a lot to go into it. And, you know, this isn't, I'm not trying to be a downer on the Blackhawks. And I'm not trying to say, don't be happy about the Blackhawks winning. Like, I'm happy about the Blackhawks winning. What happened last year, it was literally the darkest cloud, I think, that could have been thrown over this team. Nothing was fun. Even wins weren't fun. It seemed like there was no hope. There was no direction, no plan. Anything's going to be better than last year. And actually winning games, getting off to a good start, not going 1-9-2 and two or whatever it was, it's fun. And I think we all should enjoy it. Uh, but I just also don't think we should be getting up ahead of ourselves and start altering plans for the remainder of the season. I do think fans should enjoy this, though, because it's a long ride. And I mentioned there are going to be down points. There are going to be valleys throughout the season. There are going to be tough times where you're going to be missing the wins. I'm sure of it. But regardless of what happens, you know, these these next few months, I will say it does truly feel like a good foundation is being established here with the Chicago Blackhawks. The team is playing well. They're showing obvious signs of improvement. The structure has been maybe the most impressive part, along with the energy and the intensity for a full 60 minutes, night in and night out. The energy and the hustle hasn't failed the Blackhawks so far this season. We're also seeing the prospect pool growing after just the first draft under GM Kyle Davidson's lead. Uh, It just really seems like things are starting to trend in the right direction for the Blackhawks, even though it is a long-term process. We're seeing some glimmers of hope here. And more so than that, it really feels like uh, Luke Richardson and Kyle, Kyle, uh, Luke Richardson and Kyle Davidson are the right guys for the job. And now, obviously, only time will tell, but this feels like a, a really good baseline and a really good start to the rebuild for the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll see where they wind up uh, finishing when it's all said and done, but I do not think the expectations should change at least drastically for this team. We're still very early only six games into an 82 game season. We still got 76 to go folks, but I'm enjoying it. Have some fun, smile through the victories, uh, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We're only six games into an 82 game season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, October 26th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and make sure if you're not already to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free right now on your favorite podcast app and go and subscribe to the show on YouTube and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen today. For your second listen, go and check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also go and follow my strictly Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates as well.
So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again. That will do it for today's episode of the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.